You smell funny. I'm a real fish nut. I really like fish. No, 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 fishing! Now, inshore, offshore. If it's in the water, we'll tell you how to get it in the boat. It's Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. It's like fishing with dynamite. Mafia Radio. That was impressive. Thank you. That was uh, that wasn't bad. This is Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. I am your um, what do you want to call it? Stand in. Yeah, second string host, I guess. Uh, Captain Justin Farr. To the right of me, Mr. Troy White. How you doing this morning? Morning, everybody. And to the right, special guest. What's up, Zach? What's up, Captain? What's going on? Oh man, I am. I am just Hoppy got me at the door. I slept in. We killed it offshore yesterday, so I'm happy to be here. Well, we're gonna get into that. We're going to get into that, the new radio show you guys have, Tampa Offshore Fishing, right? Yes, sir. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, yeah, Bub's a little under the weather, so we're sitting in, going to do the best we can to keep you all entertained for the next hour. We might as well get right into it. The fishing has been pretty darn good in Tampa Bay. It, it has been a good week. It has been a real good week. Um, you've been doing some more fishing than I have. Uh, you and Bub, I saw some pictures of some nice cobia, so we'll get into that. Get into the bait situation on the flats, which it's there, finally, I think. Pretty, yeah. Pretty consistently. Oh, yeah. I don't want to mess with markers anymore, um, personally. See, and I'm a marker guy. I'd rather I'd rather throw once on the markers and not trash the boat. Even if you fall on the boat and almost fall off? Even if. Okay. Well, we have that on film. So That's .01% <laughs> of the time. I'll take it. Thank God that Minn Kota was there. Yeah. You'd have been uh I'd, That's been all right. I'll own it. It's not your first time. Yeah, but we were throwing in three, four-footers. Yeah. Not safe. That's why I like it on the flats, nice and calm. Uh, so we'll talk about some bait, but let's, I mean, we hit it all the time, but let's let's start, because when I was out, it seems the inshore bite is is centered around snook. I mean, right now. Yeah, they're the bullies in Tampa Bay. They're everywhere. I mean, uh, I have been, when I when I do get to go out, it, it's it's pretty, any shoreline, any cut, any trough, any anything that we've been to in the past 10 years is holding a crap load of snook. They are everywhere. And I'm not even having to chum hard. No. And the small ones are getting bigger, which is nice, because the big ones are getting real big. But the small ones are getting bigger. It's uh, there. I, I can see positives. I know there are some people that are boohooing some of the closures, but I see positives uh, already. Well, look, if anything, you know, if, if the redfish closure, which is, is what I'm most interested in, I guess you could say, and the uh, trout closure rebounds anything half of what Snook did, we're going to be all right. Yeah. But, you know, I often, I often wonder, is there, is, could there be too many? I don't know. I don't know. Well, but remember, right and now, Snook, it's not like Snook was closed for one year. That was four or five years that it was closed down. Yeah, like in, yeah, for a long time. So, I don't know. I, I can tell you one thing. I'm catching more slot Snook than I ever have, ever, in one day. And I'm talking going out and, you know, I remember, what, three or four years ago, you, you might catch two, three, Slot snook a season, maybe? Yeah, it's, you know, it's completely inverted. It used to be I we caught 10 or 12 redfish and two snook, and now it's completely the opposite. Yeah. I mean, we're I'm, no lie, I'm catching eight. You know, if we go out, when we filmed, how many slot snook do we catch? Six, seven? A, a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. And some, some upper slot fish as well. So, I mean, it's working. I mean, uh, if, if, if it's any indication on, on the closures and everything, if it's going to happen, I know it's only a year. 
But I think. Um, oh, it happened. Yeah. It's not if it's yeah, gonna. You know. You know what I mean. <laughs> the uh, the other thing is uh, the redfish, though. I mean, I'm starting to see, and I'm not gonna lie. I, I judge it on Facebook feeds, right? Just like every, everybody. <laughs> That's how we get has. our information these days. I yeah, guess. <laughs> I'm sitting over at uh, West Coast saying, "Well, oh, he caught a redfish. Oh, he." Oh, he caught a redfish? Well, then they must be thick somewhere. They, yeah, yeah, they got to be somewhere. Yeah, so um, I'd like to get out here in the next couple of weeks and try and figure them out. But uh, the trout, too, guys, you know, you got to gotta throw the trout back. Yeah. You got to take it easy on the trout. Yep. Uh, we're going to have Tony um, from the FWC give us a call here in the second segment just to kind of go over some of those closures and maybe some of those uh, areas. Because I know back at home, it's still fair game. You Definitions. Know. Definitions. Def- defining We definitely area. need defining closure, closure areas. Uh, dates would be good just to re, uh, go over that. And Nicobia, yep. like you said, because it's 33, by the way, not 37. D- yeah, 33. I was 30. I, I had old man syndrome. But they are changing it. I think it has changed in federal waters, like you said. I don't think, I don't think uh, state waters is. It, it gets confusing. And so my concern when it's confusing like that is, you get a, a anywhere from a 33 to a 35, 37-inch cobia. They could trash your boat, so you need to – you got to know right away, this is a keeper or this is not a keeper. So, Bob, he, oh. caught, he caught a decent fish, right? He caught a beautiful fish. Okay, or somebody on that boat caught a caught a fish. Uh, they all gave credit to Bob. Okay, all right. Well, somebody somebody used the uh, Danco cast net in a um, – Bait net. Bait net, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, oh, it was Mick. It was come on Mick, and he owned it too. Okay, yeah. They used that thing for some serious leverage. Um but that was a that was a big, a nice fish. You caught a nice fish. Were you guys when you when you were out there? Did you guys see multiple fish? Yes. Okay. So how did that go? Well, we were uh, we went to it was me James and uh, or me dad and Eddie and we were doing the same thing we did a couple weeks ago. We have some markers that have been consistently holding cobia. We yeah. cruised around them, attacked it like they were there. Uh, did a coast. They were both throwing eels because last time we were there they didn't want any white bait. Not even a big pinfish. Not even a big mm-hmm. pinfish. And this, but on this particular occasion, on my day, I think it was Monday, um, we went around and they were throwing eels. So I just grabbed a, a live thread fin and threw on, and that's actually what got hit. So hey, I'll uh, take it. I know one thing. Uh, I was telling you before we went uh, on air that I, f- I forget his name again, but so the the guy shot one hell of a cobia. It was like a seventy pound cobia. Stephen Doherty. Yeah, did you see that? Oh man, yeah, good buddy of ours. He he shot. He's got the record now, forty pounds beating the previous record. So it wow. was a record. Y- yeah, yeah, uh, on bow, right? Yeah, it was on bow. One hook and line. A lot of people are like, oh, that's not a record, Kobe. It's like, hold on, it's it's on bow. Yeah, so it's a record hook and or uh, bow, Kobe. Yeah, and it's hard which, to ask those fish to sit still while you're aiming at them. Oh, too. tell me about it. We we had one we we're playing with yesterday that was an embarrassment. So. They uh they could be they're kind of in control and they're big you know yeah absolutely I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing he smoked that thing dead center <laughs> dead center because when I saw the picture there was a hole right in the middle of his dome that's the only option you got though yeah so what do you do you I mean I guess Ike could tell us this so you you, you shoot that thing and hope to God it it uh, mellows out is that what we're doing here you want to stone him dead because a seventy pound cobia in the boat is is a mess you're breaking stuff yeah yeah absolutely. I mean, if if thirty pounders break ankles, it, I don't rods, wanna... everything that's out is getting trashed a little bit. I actually saw one time. I think you can probably, I'm sure on Facebook or internet find it, but a guy had a uh, a cooler on the deck. Kobe has smashed it, completely broke the side of the cooler. Yeah, they don't they don't. When you bring them in green like that, they're not uh, 
Stuff's going to get broke, absolutely. But I think, you know, at home they used to shoot <laughs> shoot them. Like when I was a kid, they w- they would go Kobe fishing off home of Sassa and they, it wasn't coming in the boat alive. Yeah, I made a... Uh, Not that that's legal. I'm just saying. It I made a... a uh, Damn, well, should be. Got a little bat in the boat and the rod locker that I keep just for that specific... You know me. I have I have things for specific uses. A little equalizer. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with Game that. changer. <laughs> Game changer. Yeah, it calms them down a little bit. But there is there is some nice Kobe in the bay. I've been seeing a lot of pictures. A lot of shorts. Uh, a lot of slot fish. A lot of, a lot of big fish. Um, so, yeah, that's something that you guys can look forward to. Triple tail. I keep seeing everybody's loading up with triple tail, um, which... I. Can't really blame them because yeah. you gotta. I guess if you want to eat, you gotta eat. You know, good eating. Yeah, there's plenty more mangoes. You've been seeing any triple tail offshore? Uh, you know, we seen a couple, but they were all small, smaller fish, probably in the twenty to twenty-five mile range, just kind of posted up on floating debris. And the weird thing is, is we used to get them a couple of years back that were larger. You know, now with the you know the change to the size. They're all the buzz. Yeah, it's it's just. You know, I, I is there I 18 now, right? Yeah, got to be 18. I believe so. I that's what it is. 18 is a and by the way, that's a that's a nice triple tail. Absolutely. You know, you start seeing them, and I don't know how many 17 and a half I caught a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, somebody already caught this guy, threw him back. But yeah, I mean, and you are you seeing them on trash or just floating on grass or uh, just trash? Uh, the fu- the funny thing is, is unlike uh, when we're looking at inside of like 80 miles on the uh, east or west coast here, rather, it's usually not like on the east coast we're going to have these weed lines that are going to be holding a lot of fish and stuff usually they're just going to have file fish and whatnot trash is your best friend offshore especially in the summertime off tampa bay mm-hmm. every piece of debris that's like the size of a steering wheel or larger is going to be holding something huh. i gotta i gotta tell you something crazy so i was up in home in a, in a fishing tournament in homosassa a couple weeks back fishing trout in a creek mouth and i'm i'm not making this up i've got pictures Throwing miradines on the flat for trout, trying to bang a couple of nice trout. My uncle hooks up. I'm like, wow, that looks like a triple tail. There's no way a triple tail is going to be two foot of water in home. Yeah, it was a school. Oh, my God. He caught three on miradines. <laughs> That's unprecedented. And there was five or six chasing it. And I said, uncle, you, you ever seen this before? He goes, no, nobody's going to believe this. So I had to take a bunch of pictures just for proof, but I've never seen. That's amazing. Have you ever seen triple tail on a flat? Never. Ever. ever. I've never seen him, and there was six or seven. So when he was reeling this fish in, it had three or four buddies with him. Some were bigger than others. That I thought that was pretty wild. Because That's amazing. The only time I've seen multiple triple tails, like, on one of the markers in the bay, yep. you know, where there's six or seven hanging out, you get one to eat, whatever. You, you know, personally, I haven't even got that. What I gu- guarantee it, you know, I don't fish the flats as often as you guys do, you know, hashtag flats mafia. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things I haven't been lucky enough to see too many of in the bay. I usually see them uh, just either – right offshore by the buoys outside of Clearwater, St. Pete Beach, yeah, or, uh, you know, just opportunity fish. Yeah, they get picked over in the bay pretty good. Oh, yeah, I- especially now. Uh, a couple of people made that uh, famous, I guess, popular to do. May have brought light to, to the deliciousness. Fishery. To the deliciousness I, of the groceries. I, I'm going to tell you, they're probably one of, one of my favorites. You know, they're right up there with, like, big mango snapper, like you catch. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, those are. Big mango snapper offshore, like, four, five-pound, six-pound fish, or I'm telling you, they're hard to beat. 
Well, the trick is, though, you can, I mean, we did pretty well on mangoes yesterday, but uh, some of the ones in the bay, I mean, my personal best in the bay is about 19-so inches. It yeah. was a stud. It looked just like the offshore fish, but, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Triple tail is amazing table fare. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, and we're going to get we're gonna get back into, like, some hardcore offshore stuff with you because, to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about that kind of stuff. Yeah, we look forward to having you guys out on the boat and get uh, get you guys on our show and stuff and uh, put you guys on those blue water fish. Uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. I wouldn't mind a little bit of a change. It'd be you nice. Know, be you know, nice. redfish, snook, chow, Kobe, I mean, they're all cool. I like doing it. But It'd be nice to go dig something out of 100 feet. Yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. Would you, you can go ahead, man. Oh, I wasn't sure if we're going no, to break right now. No, what I was going to say, though, is, uh, you know, the flats, as wonderful as they are, um, I think the thing most attractive about offshore fishing is the fact of the what are you, you going to You never find. know. Exactly. I mean, I've, I've had instances where I've sight-casted a 60-pound wahoo. You know, you get that inshore with, you know, a nice cobia or something like that, but just you never know what the heck is going to hit that, you know, flat line you have out as a bycatch, you know. So, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's it. And I can't tell you how many times being offshore, you're fishing the bottom, but you throw a flat line out, and then the flat line goes off, and what is it? It, it just gets chaotic. That's that's one of my favorite things about offshore is it's you can all fish straight down, throw one line out, and everybody has a chance to have a phenomenal time. Unless that's, everybody tangles up all with that one line. Yeah, that's part <laughs> of the fun of it. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to tell you where to catch the bait on the flats. We're going to get into some more offshore fishing. And these segments are all brought to you by Southeastern Fish and Tackle and Hula Bay. We'll be back. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Welcome back to Flats Mafia Radio, brought to you by Southeastern Fish and Tackle. That, you like that? That's solid work. That's not right bad. Here. This is Flats Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone. We're going to get right into. We got Tony on the phone? Yes. Lieutenant Rosas from the FWC is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, a little bit clarification on some of these zones, maybe, and a little Cobia talk. What's going on, Tony? Morning, guys. How's it going? Going well. Well, I hear you guys are talking about the enclosure um, for our area, which. Um, I tell you what, I think that uh, social media and everybody else has, has put this out really, really, really well. Um, I think it's kind of hard to miss. Yeah, if you but, if, uh, if you don't know about this, you're you're under a rock somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's been blasted out pretty good. I mean, from the time that they they passed it at the uh, commission meeting, I think I, I started seeing social media posts. So it was uh, interesting to see how fast this all got out. But uh, for those that don't know, uh, major changes or not really major changes because it's just kind of rolling on through. But uh, snook, red, and trout are going to be remain closed um, through May 31st of 2020. Uh, the changes became effective yesterday, May 11th, and that really only affects uh, the area in our area. Really, is the Pasco Hernando County line, and that line runs south, and all the water is interior. So, if you're inside the bays or up inside the uh, the outsides of the rivers or what have you, that is that that applies. Um, through Tampa Bay, all the way down through Gordon Pass in Collier County. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know where Gordon Pass is. I got But um, it's down in the Collier County. It's Me either. Likely they picked out because it's probably something that's uh, marked on a chart really, really well. But um, So those changes are going to be in effect. 
Trout one was an interesting one. I, I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, there was a lot of talk over it. I didn't know if it was going to happen, but uh, they closed it completely. Uh, snook and redfish catch and release also. Um, you know, I fished with Troy and, and Dad a couple weeks ago, and the snook fishery is good. It's real good. Uh, redfish, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a biologist, but the redfish seem to be a little scarce. But yeah. uh, we'll see how this happens, um, you know, what these these closures, if that helps out the redfish fishery and the trout fishery. Um, it's, you know, time will tell. As long as we don't get another red tide, I think we'll be good. Yeah, you know. Um, you guys were talking about cobia? Yeah. Cobia. So there was some, you guys were wondering what the, the, the size limit, I think you figured that out, is 33 inches. Right. Uh, the bag limit is one per day or six per vessel, whichever is less. So that means that if you have seven people on the boat, you can still only have six cobia. And the regulations for size is the same in state and federal waters. Now that's 33 at the fork, right? Yes, it's a 33-inch fork length. That's right. So don't get caught two, three inches because you're, you're pinching the tail like a redfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can pinch the tail all you want, but that fork is going to be the same no matter where you go. So exactly. It's a pretty simple measurement. You don't even need to. You can. Most of the time, those fish are going to be over 33 inches. I, 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 don't, you know, I don't see a ton of a small cobia right. uh, in half, but uh, they exist. But, I mean, most of the time, those big fish, those fish are usually going to be over 33 inches. Hey, qu- real quick about the trout. Now, I don't know if this was because uh, I was in a different zone, but, like, growing up at home in Homosassa, there was – trout was closed for, like, three or four months. Wasn't it through the – am I remembering this correctly? For Like, through the winter or something? I don't live with you. I don't know. Yeah, there used to be some different uh, regulations for trout. There was, I believe, you know, years back or not too many years back, there was a closure through, I want to say, November and December and January or right. somewhere in there. There was some, some spotty closures. And then a couple of years ago, they, they opened it up and they changed the bag limit mm-hmm. for the zones. And they did a whole bunch of different um, little cut up the state kind of thing and changed the bag limits and the zones around a little bit. But yeah. uh, you are right. There was there used to be a, a, Close a crop closure, whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah it was the season. Um, and just me and you were about the same age, um, you know, and, and Troy's been fishing around the area for a long time. I remember probably in the early 90s, the mid 90s. Trout was depleted. Uh, there was not a lot of trout out there. It was hard to catch a lot of good trout, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, they seem to be making a pretty good comeback, and hopefully this will do even better. Yeah, yeah. The trout's always been the mainstay up north there. Um, you know, they, they used to have 60, 70 trout days uh, back when that closure was going on. So, I don't know. Maybe this will help everything. So, it de- I'll put it to you this way. It definitely can't hurt. Yeah, it's, um, you know... I feel bad sometimes for the people who want to go out and, and harvest some of these fish to take home and eat and or to uh, keep as a trophy. Uh, but, um, you know, the fishery, it, it needs it, um, in my opinion. You know, I'm not a biologist. I've said that a million times in the show. Yeah. In my opinion, the fishery needs it. It's only going to make the Tampa Bay estuary even better and more of a destination in, in the years to come. Nope, I, I agree totally. Well, uh, We're doing our little part to pay it forward. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it'll be good. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, hey, Tony, can I change gears with you real quick? Go for it. I was reading, um, and I don't know if it's official or if it was uh, one of those they were talking about uh, articles. But with scallop season upcoming, it is, I read something about they may relax um, the, the not necessarily the harvest boundary, but you don't necessarily have to put in north of Hernando 
and get off the water north of Hernando. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I am. I I, I saw that too, and uh, that was something that I was going to bring up uh, once it was finalized and put into law. But you're you're correct. They have relaxed those rules to where you can transit through a closed area uh, with scallops, whereas before it was you know technically by the letter of the law illegal to possess in a closed area. Wait, yeah, so now, which would instance, be just south of that in, Bayport Channel, I think. Yeah, so, for instance, you could put in now in Pinellas or Tarpon Springs, uh, Pinellas County somewhere, Clearwater, uh, Dunedin, Tarpon Springs, and then you could transit up into the open area and then come back through uh, with your, your catch. It does pose a few issues for us in law enforcement, but, um, you know, as always, when these changes come through, we'll we'll train our personnel to, to make the right decisions or, you know, take every, every scenario um, – as a totality of the circumstances. Yeah, and, uh, I, w- I was happy right to read it because it's definitely going to relax. Uh, you know, there's not a surplus of boat ramps up north, so it's going to make it, it'll make it, uh, I guess, more pleasure, pleasurable for the boaters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's going to be so much better. You can, you know, on a good day, we could put in a clear water boat ramp or somewhere over there and, and run up, you know, north and make a nice run of it with family and back and not have to fight everybody in those small boat ramps in the, uh, you know, North Pasco and, and Hernando area for the most part. So, yeah. um, I agree. It, it's good. Um, I, I like it. I like it from the recreational standpoint. I don't like it from an enforcement standpoint to make our job a little bit more difficult, but, uh, as I said, we'll work through it. As we say, charge it to the game. It's going to be all right. Yep. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Tony. Before you guys let me go, yeah. before you guys let me go, I'd like to just touch on one thing that I've been seeing lately, you know, boating safety. Uh, we are getting into the heat of the boating season. Uh, if you're going to be out boating, you know, the candy boat ramp yesterday was crazy. Um, a lot a of people are, are getting these boats and they're inexperienced boaters. Make sure that you're, you're following the correct regulations and that you're, you got all of your safety gear. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a, a rough season so far for boating safety. So we're really trying to push that message. Make sure all your gear is in the boat. Make sure it's all good, uh, up to date, and that you have all the right stuff for all the people on board. Yeah, remember those flares expire. Yeah, and they get wet. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. flares expire. There are sizes for life jackets when it comes to children. Uh, you know, having things, your fire extinguisher uh, being correct. If you're, you know, kayakers, um, you know, wear your life jacket. If you're a kayak fisherman, I. I Highly recommend getting one of those inflatable life jackets. We've seen a, a lot of kayak incidents lately, and most of which the people aren't wearing life jackets or even had a life jacket on the kayak. So, you know, if you're a kayak fisherman or a small canoe fisherman or just out pleasure boating in those smaller vessels, make sure you have the life jacket. Those, those inflatable jackets are really, really affordable these days. You can probably pick one up at West Marine or Walmart for probably 25 bucks. It's just not worth it. So make sure you have the safety gear. Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we see it all the time over there at West Coast, too. We uh, had a couple people that were coming in real hot to the docks, and uh, I'm sure if you were to look in their boat, they might have been lacking a few uh, essential safety uh, items. So, And you never, you know, nobody ever thinks about it until you actually need it, and by then it's too late. So make sure that you have everything on your boat. That is correct, guys, and that's all I had for today. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, – We'll talk to you next time. If you have any questions about fisheries, go to myfwc.com. And if you want to report fisheries or boating violations, call 1-888-404-3922.
or you can report online at uh, myfwc.com. All right, Tony, man, we appreciate the call. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good day. All right, so there you have it. So, you know, he's you know he's the right guy to talk to. He sees it. So especially, you know, we might as well just kind of tie this in. It's even more important to me if you're doing the offshore thing, Zach. And, uh, you know, you gotta you got to be – there's nobody by you. Captain, I, I couldn't – if you're, If you're 80 miles out. I, I couldn't agree more. And if I could add a couple of things to that, and uh, it's just so important to know the difference between life vests. Uh, for example – the usual vest that you're going to have in inshore is going to be your type two vest, they call it. And that's essentially the one you see, you get them five bucks at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Simple. Um, the vest that I would recommend if you're going to go offshore, I don't care if it's 15 miles or what, I don't care if it's just, you know, shark fishing on the channel markers, get a type one life vest. It's a kind of like a vest jacket type thing. Yeah. As opposed to they're easier to get on. Yeah, so the charter guys, like, we, we're required to have type 1 vests. And, um, like, the ones that I have have, you know, the reflectors. Yep. They're the, they're the heavy-duty vest, and then they also have uh, the whistles on there. And, and if I was a guy who was going offshore a lot, I'd even get the ones that have the, uh, I think they're, like, almost like glow stick type. Yeah, or, or yeah. Or little uh, white white lights or what have you? Well, because the truth is, I mean, you got to look at it, worst case scenario, if you were to have a problem on your boat, all your electronics are dead, your boat's listed, you're floating, waiting for a rescue, well, if it gets nighttime and you got a big old Hatteras or, you know, even a guy in a center console going 35 without radar, you might get hit, you know? So, yeah, you're all all alone out there. I would definitely make sure that you bring all the protection you're ever going to need, food, water, supplies, because it can get dangerous really quick. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that... um I've seen that happen a couple times to some people we knew back at home as well. But um, just keep your keep all the safety equipment on your boat up to date. Make sure your fire extinguishers actually aren't from you know '96. Hey, and tell people where you're going. Tell my, pe- my dad and I plans, used to always we follow float plan. I'd call him and hey, I'm going out of Clearwater. Plan on going 30 miles. I'm going to go south southwest. It's not like you know. That's just a general idea, but it, it could give someone, someone a place to start. Oh, oh yeah. And, I mean, the cool thing about it is, guys, I mean, really, when you're looking at it, uh, brass tacks, you want to make sure that you get one of those things like a satellite. Uh, yeah. I, or I, an EPIRB. Yeah. They've, yeah. Gotten so much, they've, they've gotten so much better and are more economical now. It's If you go offshore, you can't afford not to have one. Absolutely. Well, we'll get back and talk a little bit about that. We've got to get into some of these sales that Southeastern and even Flats Mafia is having, having a little bit of a fire sale this week. So we'll get back, talk about that stuff, the upcoming boat show. This is brought to you by Southeastern Fishing Tech. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. Flats Mafia Radio on 102.5 The Bone. That's Mafia Radio 1025 The Bone. We got to get into a couple things, uh, information like things here that we've been uh, we've been so busy talking about everything else. We got to get into this. Um, our friends over at Southeastern Fishing Tackle, okay, uh, they're going to be at the boat show this weekend. If you are in need of any type of rods, reels, tackle, offshore, inshore, whatever, you guys need to get over to the boat show this weekend. They have incredible deals there, and they always have an enormous setup. Huge. It's and, huge. And I promise you, they do not want to take that stuff back with them. 
So they're going to do what they can to sell you whatever they can sell you uh, for the best price over there. That's Southeastern Fish and Tackle. And that's going to be uh, this weekend, upcoming weekend, at the uh, boat show at the fairgrounds. Also, West Coast Marine's going to be there. Whatever boats we have left that didn't sell for demo day. Should be plenty of room in your display area. <sighs> I tell activities. you, man, they're, uh, it's a good problem to have. That's good for you guys. Selling boats is a great problem uh, to have. Um, but we will have some boats there. Come check us out, too. We will be in the second building inside. You can't miss us. It's too damn hot to be outside. Of yeah. the cool. Oh, my god. Let Dad come and just give Castnet throwing lessons or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, you can find something to do with that space. Throw some pancakes. There you go. Yeah. So uh, two things again, Southeastern at the Boat Show and uh, West Coast Marine at the Boat Show as well this weekend, upcoming uh, starting Friday. Now, one more thing. Our friends over at Southeastern are running Father's Day special. June 7th through Father's Day, they, uh, they're going to be having all kinds of specials, rod, reels, tackle. They have tons of clothing there, clothing there as well, any accessories you guys can need. So please go there and also check out their website. Um, and that's the Southeastern deal. Those guys are big sponsors of us. So uh, definitely go check them out to support us as well. Hey, remember, if it weren't for your dad, you probably wouldn't be here. That's true. Treat him right. Speaking of dad, happy Mother's Day to everybody. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yeah, we can't go the whole show without saying thanks to the moms. They're the ones who deal with no, all sa- of No, the same thing goes. If it weren't for your mom, you probably wouldn't be here. That's same. Th- yeah. yeah, that's 100% There's a good correct. chance. Hey, how's your mom doing? <laughs> My mom's doing great. How's your mom doing? <laughs> Tell her I said hi. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even want to get in there. Had to do it, huh? Hey, I had to do it. I had to do it. Hey, uh, on another note, uh, Mark Mitchelson will be here next week to talk about the HCSO fishing tournament that's coming up on the 15th of June. I've done it, uh, I think, five of the last six years. What an amazing tournament they put on. You know, the cool thing about the, the Sheriff's Office tournament is it's always legit. You know, oh, it's awesome. You know, from start to finish. Um, well, yeah, when you turn in your pictures, they're uh, forensically gone over. So <laughs> Yeah, there's no screwing around. Keeps everybody no. honest. That, uh, we're buying, West Coast Marine is, is, is going to be in that. I know that we're probably doing, oh, Flats Mouth Insurance doing a boat. That's just, uh, I like that one. And Mitchelson will probably talk for the, uh, at least oh, three he'll quarters kill the whole, of the show. We may have to go an extra half hour. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to give him the hook here sooner or later. But uh, that's also a great thing to be a part of. If you haven't done it, um, he he asked me to pass on to please register soon so that he can ensure or they can ensure that you get the proper sizing on your T-shirts. Um, great, great prizes. The captain's meeting dinner is always legit. It's it's so a is, so great is, tournament all the way around. Yeah, so is uh, so you got the, the dinner, and then you go. It's at the Yacht Club again, right? Yes. And then you have the uh, after tournament deal as well. Yes, which the is raffles. Always, the raffles, which is they have – ton of prizes that are always it's best pretty best damn prizes. legit yeah and it's a uh, we know everybody that fishes it so that's it's, the other a, cool it's thing. a really really good time yeah. it's fun to go in and talk smack and then you know they usually call my name and i go up and get my trophy and go back and sit down <sighs> just another sunday right yeah for you guys it's a tournament for me it's a saturday <laughs> just how i roll god almighty <laughs> you, when you got a three two and a one in consecutive years i mean pretty much I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying. It was I, a good stretch. I, I knew it was coming. It was just a good stretch. Another typical Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Hey, real quick, we didn't talk about this. Um, do you see, uh, Dad caught some tarpon. I. It, that's on my list. Yeah. Okay. Th- that was on my list. I was gonna. I was we'll gonna speak leave. on it a little bit. I was gonna leave with that, Dad. Well, we fished. Uh, Derek, Dad, and I fished last week. We went down and tried to catch some uh, poons. Saw some rollers. Dad jumped one. I guess it was enough to wet the wet the whistle. Okay. And okay. uh, the tides were right. 
the outgoing tide had an evening outgoing tide and he blamed that whole thing by the way apparently he inspected his leader um we're not going to mention the the brand of leader but he said it was all in the leader it was i will i will concur now he's using a loop knot yeah i do too i've always used a loop knot yes Hmm. yeah what do you use a lot of guys do even the snell and the 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 straight triple braid and all that stuff y'all don't can't do tie a knot tie a lot i trust my knot <laughs> I okay do the loop. hey i'm with you man i'm just i asking. do the loop let it roll yeah yeah okay all right well hopefully that's not the reason it, why he lost it, the fish well and the other side of it is too his fish hit and took off and we were we're just out of tarpon shape we we're out of practice yeah. yeah we did not execute the fire drill properly and it got a lot of scope on his line okay and then, i could see that ping it was little, gone little bow in the line eh yes okay yes all right, well, you have that. The tarp- I'll own it. I'll own it as a captain. It was my fault. Uh, that's respectable. Yeah. Um, the tarpon are showing up. Uh, there's some undisclosed nighttime locations that uh, yep. they're, they're apparently catching them at. Yep. Uh, Dad said he went, I think he hooked seven or nine the other night. Got one, I saw a picture of one at the boat, and one straightened his hook. And I know uh, Jeff uh, was throwing up goose eggs. Yeah, percent. He told yeah, me. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so uh, he'll get back into the swing of things. He's out of practice too. Yeah, we're all out of practice, really. Y'all need to get out of that uh, showroom over there. Get back on the water. Get your game back. Well, the mortgage has to get paid, Troy. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I get it. I we get gotta, it. We got to do what we. Y'all pay do. the mortgage, and we'll send you the pictures. I know. We'll get out there soon. Keys trip's coming up. Yep, we're forty days away. Forty days. Yeah. I got to book my plane ticket. You do need to. I'm gonna do that probably tomorrow. All right. Well, yeah. So the tarpon are here. Um, and also, I kept saying we were going to talk about it. Listen, if you're in the Tampa Bay area and you're looking for white bait, take some chum and go to any grass flat. The the, the, the bait is on the flats. Amen. Um, so you don't have to go crazy looking for it. Wherever Just look you, for the birds. Look people. for the birds. Look for the pelicans, I think, huh? Because those other birds, eh, they're usually eating smaller stuff, no? Yeah. Yeah. Pelicans. pelicans. James has a pretty good... Uh, Theory on that. He actually watches them put their head in and <laughs> search around. And Where do you think he got that? You? Oh, yeah. Oh, he and I got it from, I got it from an old salt, too. Really? Yeah, if a pelican dies and comes up and it kind of keeps its mouth closed but down and strains the water out, you don't want that bait. Glass minnows. Huh. You want the pelican to dive, come up, and, and then huh. now you know. That's money. Pinfish. That's money bait. Yeah? Yeah, pinfish and big white bait. Well, you heard it here first. Um I Take like a look that. at those pelicans, I guess. That's tried and true. Tried I know I had true. when I was getting bait on the flat the other day, I know I had some serious cormorant problems. Oh the the, the cormorants have, have a learned behavior like the porpoise do, and it's becoming more and more frustrating it is. for anglers. Um I know that they are as of the moment protected. So um <laughs> I don't hate on them for following the boat into the flat because I know the prop wash pushes bait up. You know what I used to hate? Uh, I used to hate, you know, being on day six, chumming. Here comes a bait. You finally get it, and where you can hit it with the cast net. And here comes Wally, and then here comes a comorant yep. right through the bait. It pushes back off. You got to sit there for another hour trying to get it back. And then he brings four of his friends. Yeah, after you waited all that chum, oh, they sit just God. outside your area. They're not. They're and not they dumb. Wait. I'll give they them wait. that. And then it's like one of them goes, "Hey, hold my beer." I'll be right back. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You want to see how to piss a guide off? Come with me. <laughs> this is it. I've seen a couple come back in cast nets from a couple people. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the the bait's here. The fishing's great. Um, real quick, Zach, let's get into, because we haven't talked. The, the, I need to 
the days. I think you're on Saturdays, right? Saturday yeah. mornings. Give me some times. What's uh, going on? All right. So we uh, we are on Saturdays here on 1025 The Bone, and we have a fishing show from 5 to 7 a.m. at the moment. We may expand it. Um, it's just we really want to get out there to the anglers, the people like us that are getting out on the water. It's just, you know, something to keep you entertained, get your information, your tides and stuff that you otherwise would have to scroll through your phone while you're trying to get your Burger King or whatever. We just, you know, it, it's meant toward fishermen. I mean, ma- yeah. mainly offshore fishermen. But we do, you know, just Tampa Bay General, area yeah. fishing. Yeah, there's a um, it's nice to have another show on the bone. And, and the other thing is, is you got to respect anybody because this stuff, um, the radio stuff, number one, it's hard to get a show for the funding to get a show. Number two, people don't think realize uh, it's even harder to keep a show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, well, we'll check back in a year. Thank you. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, proud of you guys for uh, for doing what you're doing. We know it's no uh, no easy task in the long run for sure. So we appreciate. We hope it. good things for y'all. But um, I think it's a great. Uh, what do you say, ying to our yang? Flats Mafia Radio is a little... That's a compliment. It's yeah, a it's, complimentary it's, it, show. Yeah, absolutely. If you want tides and, and you want, you know, the offshore game and, and you want to... I know you guys actually do it. You're not just talking about it, which helps. Well, the cool thing is, is we uh, we have... Uh, we partnered with Thunder Marine International. Yep. And uh, we have a actual boat down there that we are i i keep the boat down there to run out i'm actually going to go out and take my mom out for mother's day hey there mom. you go there you but, go uh we're uh we're going to go out every single day that we can you know just like how you guys practice what you preach you yep. guys are always out there on the flats doing your thing yep. well we're gonna we're gonna do the same thing because we have a great haul that we got yesterday and we'll do more of that social media stuff and you know share with everybody but you know it's just it's kind of fun at this point it know? is and what you got to realize what we realize we're again we're not your typical uh group of guys but that's um, why you're successful it's more of a life lifestyle really I mean, you're not going to, it's not like we're getting, you know, rich off this stuff. Definitely you gotta, not. <laughs> you got to want to do it, you know? Yeah, um, what is it they say? If you want to be a, uh, a rich fisherman, what do you, you want to make a million dollars, start with 10 million or something like yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. No, you can't get in this it, business for the money. No, and it, it, it costs some money to do. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's great having another show on the bone like that. And um, now, did you guys are they doing something with Stamus or something or what? Uh, okay, so uh, well with uh, with Thunder Marine International, they have uh, the release boats, the Blue Waves, the Stamus. Right. We're going to be taking a look at a lot of those different boats that they have, right? Um, and kind of let, let's put it this way: we want to be able to show off a lot of those different ones, just like how you guys do with your you with know, West you, Coast. You yeah. have a great new dealership with a lot yeah. of nice offerings, and you guys, you know, you have a a whole plethora of offerings and you know we just essentially are you know going to show people real applications in the real world how you can really fish on some of these boats and make it worth your while so i got you we just want people to catch more fish really you know just like you guys do yeah no it's uh that's why you know we catch some heat every now and then from uh i can't believe you guys said that we're in a little bit of a different it's not like you're going to get on and start dropping GPS coordinates on on rock piles eighty miles offshore, but it, it yeah. gets tough. But no, you're you're right with like the flats and stuff. You you couldn't. I mean, some of the flats just around. Some people still think Weed Island's a secret. You know. Uh yeah. Some like, people. Sh- a lot of we people. We don't talk about that. Uh, we're not allowed to talk about oh, that. Boy. We're gonna hey, get we, we, we we're gonna kill, get fined for talking about Weed Island. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, no, you're right, man. And it's just nature of the beast. You know, Saturdays. What you got? We have a phone call. Okay. All right. Patch them on in there. Oh Alan. boy. 1025 The Bone, Flats Mafia Radio, what's going on? Morning, boys. It's Alan. How you doing? Morning, Alan. Alan. What's cracking? 
uh, you know, the job. But, I, hey, listen, I, I just wanted to say to Zach, I caught the show yesterday morning on my drive into work. And uh, at first I was like, who are these guys? <laughs> and then, like, you know, and then I got like, well, they're going to be in competition with the Flats Mafia guys, you know, how loyal we are. And I was like, uh, but they were, uh, they threw you a shout out. And uh, so, okay, well, maybe this is going to be they're okay. Friends. They're friends uh, of like, ours. Well, you, yeah, you, like you were saying, it's a it's a nice compliment. You get both sides of the house, get the inshore, the offshore, and they threw some inshore stuff in there too. So I like it because, you know, like I said, it was a nice compliment. I was just wondering, uh, what are you guys thinking that this closure is going to do to the for us uh, meat fishermen? I mean, is this just going to make? Uh, I know Jeff Groves is single handedly trying to close down the triple tail <laughs> fishery. Well, but, uh, yes, you yes, said I it. Now me. Is that gonna? Is, yeah. Is that gonna? Is that you think that's gonna have some sort of trickle down effect on the people that are keeping? I mean, snapper probably okay, but like triple tail and cobia. There's and there's like plenty that. of meat on the reefs because we were out there uh, tarpon fishing this week and we couldn't get a chump slit going for all the mangoes that were out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it eventually gonna affect something else? I mean, it's probably human nature. Yeah, probably. I mean. Is there? You're just gonna have to switch your game up, man. You're gonna have to do some pelagic stuff. You're gonna have to go get get good at reefs. That's what I had to do when I was uh, actually when everything was still in season and it was tough. And I had a meat trip. I, I went and learned how to use my uh, my depth finder and my GPS the best I could to find some, you know, whether it's sheephead offshore, whether it's uh, snapper. We got a lot of uh, even decent sized grouper in the bay. Um, yeah, June's coming. Kobe are on those bay. Everything's on, on those rock piles too, man. So it's uh you just well, I know might... a lot of guys a lot of guys are against the closure, you know, and they're pointing fingers at the CCA and saying they're not for recreational guys or for the commercial guys. And I don't I don't buy into that. But you know, like you said, you gotta get good at something else. I mean we're all gonna eat. We'll figure something out. Yeah, I'll look, start I mean... eating saltwater cat. <laughs> hey. Bub does that all the time. <laughs> It was, it was, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I had to do it even before this, this closure, just to, you know, you get your guys that want to fill, fill the cooler. You just have to get good at something else, but, um, well, let's just pray to God. We don't get another red tide. We'll be okay. No. And, and listen, you're a year away from, from something opening up and the amount of snook I'm seeing, I mean, I've never thought I'd say this, but that might be the first thing to open up. I don't know. So but well, right. I think that red tide pushed them all up into the bay, and and the redfish just said, "Well, let's just go to Crystal River." <laughs> yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of redfish up where I'm from. I'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. all right, Al, well, they're kicking us off here. All right, brother, have hey, a good Sunday. Thanks for calling in, man. I love to the moms. All right, you got it. Thanks. All Al. right, guys. So listen, Zach. What's the page? What's your page that they can join and follow you guys? Uh, to follow us, uh, we started off uh, get on uh, Tampa Offshore Fishing on Facebook uh -huh. um, and check out TampaOffshoreFishing.com. And of course, you can check us out from five to seven here at 1025 The Bone. And we just, uh, you know, we want to have a, a fun show that's directed toward anglers. And you know, just like you guys do, I think there's going to be some fun stuff we're going to collaborate on in the future. Yeah, here. yeah, we're looking forward to it. So go to Tampa Offshore Fishing. And a couple more things. The boat show is coming up this weekend. Go to Southeastern's booth. Tell them Flats Mafia sent you. They're going to hook you up. West Coast Marine's going to be there. We're going to have some incredible blazer bays. and uh, or, or pictures of them. Or pictures of them, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. This is Flats Mafia Radio brought to you by Southeastern Fishing, Hula Bay, West Coast Marine. We'll see you next time. Two fingers. Two fingers.
Mafia Radio on 1025 The Bone.